0: Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. It was a long weekend and no professional athletes other than Ryan Leaf got arrested, so what the hell am I going to talk about Perna? Former Chargers quarterback Ryan Leaf was arrested for domestic battery, but since he's not relevant, that's not a topic I wish to discuss today. Instead, I'll talk about why the... Tom Brady nine-part miniseries is the worst idea ESPN's ever had. The match between Brady and Manning, Joe Flacco signs with the Jets, Jamal Adams and Dak Prescott's status with the Cowboys, and Vince McMahon will not be repurchasing the XFL, according to Vince McMahon. All that today on. Tink. That's good. Sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. I'm not a smart man. You've grown to understand that. And I did not fully understand how Vince McMahon could have purchased the XFL after filing for bankruptcy for the XFL. But in his very own bankruptcy court filing, he stated he will not be bidding on the league, which is for sale. The XFL could still return if someone else is wishing and has the means to purchase it. Now I am one of the wishers, but unless I start getting 40 to 50 million a month on Patreon, I do not currently have the money to buy the XFL. So the XFL continues to live in limbo. Now here's a stat that will surprise you. Jimmy Garoppolo, 49ers quarterback, was the most accurate deep passer in the NFL last season. When they first told me, I was like, yeah, okay. When you think of Jimmy G going deep, the first thing that comes to mind is not throwing a football. Feels great, baby. (laughs) He only had three games last season where he threw for over 300 yards, and it is absolutely no surprise that two of those games came against the Arizona Cardinals and their Vance Joseph coach defense. Eight of Garoppolo's 27 touchdowns came against the Cardinals last year. That's nearly a third of his touchdown passes. Now, Garoppolo completed 61% of his passes on throws over 20 yards. Patrick Mahomes, Gardner Minshew, and Drew Brees were all around 50% on deep balls. And Jimmy G, of course, had that costly overthrow to Emmanuel Sanders deep in the Super Bowl. This is a positive stat for 49ers fans to hold on to. But Garoppolo only attempted 31 passes of over 20 yards for the entire season. Patrick Mahomes, who was injured, completed 32 of 63. So Mahomes completed more 20-plus yard passes than Garoppolo even attempted. Now, Gardner Minshew chucked it down deep more often as well with 49 attempts. My point here is you can make pretty much any stat fit any sports narrative you would like to push, like Jimmy Garoppolo, best deep passer in the NFL, when that is very skewed. Feels great, baby. Okay, now that I've fired up my Jimmy G audience, the worst thing to happen to television since the Murphy Brown reboot will be airing on ESPN in 2021 in the form of the nine-part miniseries titled Man in the Arena. Tom Brady, to which I ask, what's the deal with that title? What's the deal with that title? Tom doesn't play in an arena, and he's definitely not a man. I mean, the Chicago Bulls miniseries, uh, The Last Dance, was 10 episodes, and that followed Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, Phil Jackson, Steve Kerr, Isaiah Thomas, and had a bunch of crazy shit that occurred to and surrounding many of those players, including Michael Jordan's early retirement. An absolute crazy thing to happen in the middle of a dynasty run. How on earth are they going to talk about Tom Brady for nine hours and keep even the most loyal Patriots fans entertained? Tom Brady... All he ever wanted was a little less air in his footballs. Dennis Rodman left the playoffs to participate in a wrestling match and slam a chair in DDP's face. All of the interesting characters during the Patriots dynasty are not Tom. You've got Belichick. Crafts, rub-and-tug excursions, Gronk, who is basically a watered-down version of Dennis Rodman, Malcolm Butler. Like, I've already told my DVR to not record this. Unless Tom Brady goes full Lance Armstrong. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I don't know how this won't feel like watching a marathon of House Hunters episodes that you've already fucking seen. I'm not saying a Tom Brady documentary can't be good, but what the world really needs is time away from the Patriots. The Bulls dynasty ended like 20 years ago. The Patriots dynasty ended two months ago. Let the next generation forget about them for a minute and then educate them like you did with Jordan. If YouTube uses my channel to promote Brady's miniseries with pre-roll ads, I may have to quit and follow my second dream as an undercover detective. I will go deep into character as a rub-and-tug masseuse and bust Robert Kraft. Catch him red-handed. And then I will arrest him with the same red hands that were just pleasuring him. (laughs) I'll do it. Now here's how you know it's going to suck and it's going to be a fluff piece. It's produced by none other than Tom Brady himself. Do you really think he will allow it to get into his divorce, spygate, Deflategate, his snake oil company, bullying Jimmy G out of town, or his sensual kiss with his son? Certainly not. It'll be another nine hours of crying about the six guys taken ahead of him. I really wish Chris Redman and Gio Carmazzi would just tell him to give it a fucking rest already. Now, the New York Jets have signed Joe Flacco to a one year, $1.5 million deal. Knowing Sam Darnold's propensity to get rare illnesses that usually only affect teens, this is a great insurance policy for the Jets in case Darnold comes down with chickenpox or senioritis. Most importantly, though, the Jets haven't won a Super Bowl since having a guy named Joe play the quarterback position. This, at the very least, fixes that. Gardner Minshew was Pro Football Focus's highest rated rookie quarterback in 2019. That's not really a surprise for anyone who took the time to watch him play, instead of just searching for pictures of his face in Google Images. If he plays well this season, I will submit my take in the record halls of YouTube history and say Gardner Minshew will bring Jacksonville their first Super Bowl title. Jacksonville cleaned house over the course of this last season. Uh, Any good player that was a veteran status is basically gone. So if Minshew progresses, it will be because of his own greatness and not because he plays for an organization that knows how to build a team. Basically, the Rams need to figure out how to trade Jared Goff for Gardner Minshew. Now, there's a rich history of consistency in Dallas. Tom Landry never met a hat that didn't fit him perfectly. Michael Irvin never met a rail he couldn't snort. And Dak Prescott never met a contract he liked. And if you didn't know, Dak actually means roof in Dutch. But be warned, Dak, because another way to say roof is cap. And we all know what happened to cap. Forced out of football forever, only so he could... Make a positive difference in the world. (laughs) What quarterback wants that? Now, Dak and the Cowboys have until July 15th to get a deal done. Otherwise, Dak will have to play for a demeaning $31.4 million on his franchise tag in 2020. If it was reported, though, that Dak turned down a $175 million deal from the Cowboys because he didn't like the numbers in the final year of that deal, and it was reported that that was not true... (laughs) Troy Aikman thinks a deal will get done by July 15th. And after we all watched Aikman poison Jimmy Johnson on live television, I can't talk. (laughs) No, <laughs> all right. No, no. I tend to believe what Troy Aikman says. Now, I said this on my podcast, but I think Dak should sign with the Cowboys now, since we really don't know what revenue for the NFL will look like this season. All of that depends on whether fans are allowed to go to games. And with every passing day, the Cowboys' trigger finger on the red rifle gets that much itchier. Safety Jamal Adams and his trade talks with the Jets continue... I'm not sure what I'm more sick of hearing about Dak's contract or Jamal Adams' relationship with the New York Jets, which seems more complex than Adam Gase's regiment of microdosing hallucinogenics every day. There are some therapeutic advantages of microdosing. Now, Charles Robinson had a great thread about the Jamal Adams situation on Twitter. Adams wants a new deal or a trade. He's in year three of his rookie deal and the Jets want to wait until 2021 to offer him an extension. Now, Adam's number one choice is the Cowboys, but they may not be as interested as you think they should be because they have a quarterback to sign and pay and a future that is more financially uncertain than ever before in the NFL. Plus, the Jets' asking price is a first and third rounder. And while they're thin at safety, the Cowboys generally make good use of their first rounders ever since they sent jerry jones out to sea during the drafts either way jamal adams is really 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 fucking good and will be good wherever he plays and finally eli manning joined twitter just in time to taunt tom brady during the match the match of course was the charity golf tournament that raised 20 million for covid 19 relief which was a team golfing competition between Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning, two athletes people truly love, against Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson, two athletes we are forced to watch because neck and back injuries ended Peyton and Tiger's dominant careers early. Of course, in the nine-part documentary, the Minister of Propaganda at ESPN will re-edit the match to show that Tom Brady secured a glorious victory. Now, Eli Manning was very funny during the match on Twitter, tweeting shit like, Just to be clear, I am not playing today because it would not have been fair. Also, I wasn't invited. Now, Peyton and Tiger defeated Tom and Phil, as you would expect, but the real winners were the American people, a sports-starved society who tuned in in droves to make this the most watched golf match in cable history with an average of 5.8 million viewers. Tom Brady played like shit early, which was fun, and then hit the shot of the day as God bails him out yet again. He did split his pants, though, during the match, which proved he's indeed not a human. As we learned, Tom Brady doesn't even have a butthole. Now, I didn't watch the match, I honestly don't understand how people can watch golf, but if golf wants to become more popular as a visual sports medium, they need to start making trash talk a part of the broadcast. I be fairway. Over on seven. Everything I think about is, what would Charles not do? <laughs> <laughs> These aren't the Falcons you're playing against. Tigers are pretty good closer. Same colors, though. <laughs> It's the Eagles that I cringe, bro, not the Falcons. Suck my white ass, ball. Fuck you. Also, Charles Barkley. Let Charles Barkley do all of the sports commentary. This is the way to shoot golf for television. Unlimited access, following a small group of entertaining players who get to communicate with the commentators. I also think they should have piped in fake crowd silence for the match. Aside from, of course, the occasional Booey" or get in the hole and some light clapping. The only way this could be better is if the team that loses the hole has to slam a beer before teeing off on the next hole. That's how you really do this shit. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. Again, it's football news all the time. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna, if you care about social media bullshit, which... Who knows? Maybe you do. Maybe. Fuck you! This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.